This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today we're talking about a fabulous new initiative that will help empower youth to reframe, reinvent, and reconnect with what they're passionate about and what their personal purpose is in life. How awesome is that? This is all because of an exciting initiative called the Inside Out Initiative, which has been created with a dream team of co-founders, such as Israel Diaz, the creator of Sunday Night, a -a one-of-a-kind creative firm practicing the alchemy of being business and brand, and Heidi Phillip, who's worked for three decades in business, brand, marketing, advertising, communication, along with Luke Coles, who's here today, and of course our return guest, media icon, Erica M. And also later on in the program, we have 13-year-old singer-songwriter Mia Barron on the program. But first, let me introduce you to part of this exciting Inside Out initiative team, led by entrepreneur, thought leader, creator, and former Much Music TV host, Erica M. And also here we have one of the co-founders of the Inside Out initiative, Luke Coles, who's an experienced educator, with a passion to shift how and what teens learn. So first, let me tell you a little bit more about Luke Coles. So Luke Coles is the co-director of the Inside Out Initiative, as well as the founder and owner of Thrive, a three-pronged service offering tutoring, personal coaching, and educational consulting. And after spending 11 years at Sterling Hall School, teaching mostly grade eight English, phys ed, guidance, and lots of coaching to round it out, Luke developed mentorship and outdoor education programs, eventually became the vice president of the school. And whilst there, he founded Why, the Walk for Homeless Youth. He served on the board of the Floyd Honey Foundation, as well as doing work for the Terry Fox Foundation. And in 2011, he became the founding principal at Blythe Academy Lawrence Park, where he was the proud principal for 10 years. He recently became a certified life coach, congratulations, and youth mental health advocate. Always loving adventure and travel, Luke Coles has spent time in two of all seven continents, including Antarctica, just before the pandemic hit. So we're so happy to welcome Luke Coles here today. And as you all know, Erica M. is someone we all love on this program. In addition to being an entrepreneur, thought leader, and popular much music TV host, Erica is also known for her pioneering work in content marketing and social media. And of course, you all know about her awesome podcast, Reinvention of the VJ, which features fascinating conversations with former hosts from much music that literally leave you on the edge of your seat. She is always reinventing and now she's done it again with this fabulous new Inside Out initiative and we're so glad to have her back today as well. Welcome Erica and welcome Luke. Thanks Judy. Thanks Judy. Great to be here. Great to have you both here today. Erica, as I was just saying in the green room before the show, while I was seeing some fabulous pictures of you on Instagram this summer at your cottage, and I thought you were just chilling, you were actually working on a very exciting new project called the Inside Out Initiative. What is the Inside Out Initiative exactly, and how did it all evolve? Well, it evolved really quite quickly. It's, you know, it's amazing when you find just the right 
people who are on the same wavelength with the same vision, things can happen really quickly. Um, I had met Israel and Heidi in my search to reinvent yes, yet again, because as you know, Judy, I'm always looking for something new to sink my teeth in and new people to collaborate with. And so uh, the three of us had been talking and Luke was the principal where my daughter went to school and we became, you know, connected just because when your daughter's at a school, if the principal is worth his weight in gold, he will be your advocate and your daughter's advocate. And so we connected. And when Luke left the school, we stayed in touch. And somehow I went, you know what? I want to introduce him to Israel and Heidi. <laughs> and, and, we, and we really connected. We all feel like there is so much emphasis in um, education, but also society on success from an external point of view. You know, how much money will you earn? What kind of a car will you drive? What career will you have? And the problem with that is that no one is really paying attention to what's going on inside. And when you have the inside of a person sort of filled up, then your external world will thrive. And we decided, you know what? We believe that our passion and our skills together can create some sort of a movement to reinvent how kids learn, how they live, and eventually how they will work in the future because they are our future. And if we don't help our kids now get filled up and feel confident to take on this new future that they're going to enter, which is not our future, it's their future, then we're, we're not going to succeed. If our kids succeed, we all succeed. Absolutely. So, so the, if you had to describe the phrase inside out, what you're saying is it begins with the inside, filling and fueling the inside so that you can go from there and do great things. I think so. Luke, do you want to add to that? Well, I, I also love the idea that, that, you know, what's happened in education in our lifetime, and it's absolutely crazy how much has happened to the field of education in our lifetime. I mean, the 20 years that I spent as, as a student, I, you know, roughly, um, it was a time when content ran the show. Um, the teacher was basically the holder of information, facts, events, details, and, and they relayed them to a group of, to a collective. And the collective's job was to record and eventually regurgitate. And I mean, I'm way oversimplifying and some teachers did magical work then as well. But by and large, it was a, con a very sort of content-based, you know, um, system and exchange. And then, and then it's been this really exciting switch to, to a student-centered environment. And now as teachers are trained you know, in Ontario, in Canada, and really in most of the world now, they're trained more to think about um, kids as individuals rather than kids as collective. And yet somehow I still think there's too much of an emphasis on the, on the outside stuff that we deliver to kids as opposed to the self of each student who is receiving that stuff. And, and so, I don't know, what I love about Inside Out is that we're not throwing anything out. If you take a sweater and you turn it inside out, both sides of the sweater are still very much there but but mm -hmm. we're just we're putting an emphasis on what maybe has been a little bit missed and and that is the receiving side the personality the individual we are also 
in a situation where our curriculums are still teaching for an industrial age. So what teachers are still really being forced to teach is memorization, compliance, authority, conformity, consistency, achievement, gold stars. But the careers and the future are a different world. It's the tech, creative tech economy that we should be raising our kids in. And so our kids should be schooled and inspired to research, to think critically, to be creators, to be um, advocates and self-advocates, to understand autonomy, to build connection with people. Agility is so important right now. And to understand that what they do in the world will have impact. These are, this is a completely different mindset than the way schools are set up today. Now, listen, we're not going to be able to change this overnight, but we do believe that we can start a conversation amongst forward-thinking parents, educators, thought leaders, community leaders, and industry leaders, business owners, to reframe how we learn, work, and live. Because right now, what we're doing is not going to be sustainable for the future. In an ideal world, would you almost like to see your program in every school so that every kid gets coached around their passion and purpose and potential, as you say, and, and you know, that it's part of their curriculum to really figure out what makes them tick, what makes them come alive? I think we'd like to be in as many schools as possible, yes, and not just, you know, in terms of coaching, but, but perhaps adding elements to clubs to the way even teams are approached, some curriculum-aligned programming. We think we can sort of help and, and get involved in every side of school life. Is it harder to be a teen today than it was in the previous couple of generations, and especially, I know it's a bit of a loaded question, but especially since the pandemic? It sure is. I mean, I, I felt in all those years of meeting students and families, I, I just sort of came to realize I think it was the most important thing I needed to acknowledge um, in sort of starting to earn some trust from the young people who would be joining our school was just to say to them, um, it is a really tough time to be your age. And, and on a couple of fronts, one, there's way more stuff coming at them. Kids are already talking, the youth are already talking about having to sort of keep up with, among other things, their social media. Um, I never really had anything that I needed to keep up with. There was a bit of homework every now and then, but but, you know, the, the interactions that we had as peers were, were just the interactions that we had. There wasn't, there wasn't anything we were behind on. And I think maybe most significantly what I see is, is just take something really concrete like the party that you're not invited to. I mean, when I wasn't invited to a party, and there were many, I might hear about the party on a Monday and it would sting. Um, but but right. it was an unknown thing. It was a concept. And it would sting briefly. And honestly, like your defenses just sort of put it away and, and you carry on with your day. Um, it certainly didn't like color my, my experience of being a high school student, the parties that I wasn't at. But now, if you're not at a party, you're getting real-time footage and imagery. Yeah. And Snapchat, FaceTime, uh, yeah. Instagram, everywhere you look, it's there and it's a reminder. And that is a tough thing. Your shoulder's just getting tapped and someone's saying to you, you're not here all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Exactly. I also think on the other, the other end of the spectrum is it's also a great time to be a teenager because the opportunities available for teens are so much better than when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but if they are not given permission, and I'm going to use that word permission, um, because this is, you know, from the parents and the educators to really explore what their passions are, then they not, they may not pursue all the opportunities that, that the universe is presenting to them. So it's to, to work with kids and to, help them tap into what really turns them on, not to do what their parents tell them they should do. Like you need to be a lawyer or a doctor. They may want to be a lawyer or a doctor. That's great. But there may be other things that would turn them on and then they will light up and do the things that they love. Absolutely. So absolutely true. So a kid wants to be a singer on Broadway, a musical theater performer, and they have the talent to do so. You don't say well, you got to go to law school first because they won't be happy in law school. They, they need to pursue the passion that they have and that they have the talent for. And uh, I see this all the time in my profession as well. What are some of the common mistakes that we make as well-intentioned parents and coaches and teachers? I'd probably begin by saying that, that, and it's super well-intentioned and we all do it from time to time, but we want to solve problems based on our idea of, of, of the solution, right? Um, I mean, the best person to solve a problem or sort of, uh, you know, get out of a, a, a difficult situation is that self that got into it in the first place. And so to sort of, to be a supporter, to be on the sidelines, asking questions and listening as opposed to answering and telling. Um, I think that's a big one. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. You, you guys also talk about attunement, and I want to make sure I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I surmise that what you're, you're saying with this word is um, how can we become more attuned into what our teens and our children are going through? Yeah, I mean, I think Eric and I probably both have something to say to that. My, my response for attunement is, you know, we used to talk about the need to reach kids, for example. And I don't like that as much as attunement because reaching kids, it doesn't it sort of feel like that's us going to them with something? Like, in other words, I have something that I need mm -hmm. to share with them. Um, I love this word attunement because it just feels to me like every kid is is ideally working towards a really great version of themselves, not a collective idea of what we're supposed to be, you know, like a, a class or a school is not all working to be, to becoming the same person. And so to be attuned is, is I, I think is just another way of saying for a, for a young person to feel like you're beside them, like you're sitting beside them and you're listening and you're with them. Nice. Nice. I love that. I also think it's essential that educators and parents are on the same page so, for example, when we did our boot camp uh, a little a few weeks ago, and it was focused on connecting with teens, and so we had this five day event, and it was really fantastic. However, all the information that we shared and that the teens shared with us stays with us. Mm. The parents and the educators unless they were looking over their teens' shoulders, were not really privy to it. And that's a problem because we filled these kids up with 
really interesting ideas of self-empowerment, et cetera, et cetera. But if their parents don't understand the language, then they're not going to be able to support them. And so what we would like to do as an initiative is to coach the parents as much as we coach the kids. Nice. Because that way they have the same information. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. My understanding is you did this five-day boot camp called the Academy Boot Camp for Teens, which you co-produced along with Israel Diaz and Heidi Phillip, helping teens discover their passion, purpose, and potential. And it was full of cool content, great guest speakers, and ideas that challenge kids to think differently about themselves. Can you describe, was there a highlight, Erica, for you during that five days or a huge take-home or takeaway that you guys got from this five-day boot camp? Okay, well, I, I'm going to say the highlight for, I'm going to sp- speak for all of us in a way, because we, we have gotten together after, you know, the, the excitement of the event. And I think the highlight was that the kids showed up. <laughs> they didn't have to. No, this is a really big deal. Think about it. We launched this virtual boot camp the week before school was to start. The last thing that a kid wants right now is to be stuck in front of a computer. They could be eating nachos. They could be playing video games. They could be sleeping. They could be outside playing with people, but they freaking showed up. And not only did they show up, they showed up for five days in a row. And what that tells me is these kids are looking for something different. They're looking for uh, a new way of thinking, and they were open to the offerings that we presented to them. And it was really exciting for us. I know Luke and uh, will agree with this that we we're like, man, not only did they show up, but they stayed. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? They were hungry. It sounds like they were hungry for this and you provided them a meal of this for five days. Like they were hungry for this, which says that there's many more kids all across this country that are feeling the same way. So this is really a a brilliant initiative that you guys are doing. Luke, for you, was there a takeaway as well that you learned about teens and youth during the boot camp? Um, I guess just how willing they are to engage. You know, there's this, sometimes I think we, we misread teens who are quiet or who are resistant to, to kind of, let's say, go there. Um, but this, I guess this just felt really safe. I mean, obviously we're dealing with students who actually, you know, registered and expressed interest. It's not a random sampling of, of youth that we were dealing with, but the ones who were there, um, even in the coaching sessions that we did daily in the afternoon, um, some had cameras on and were really willing to kind of share what they were feeling. And I mean, really like what they were feeling, you know, overwhelmed, exhausted, uh, excited. But even the ones with cameras off were putting really thoughtful stuff into the chat space. And um, it just felt, it, it, it felt like the opposite of pulling teeth. It felt like these, these young people are so grateful. They're wanting an outlet. They're wanting somebody that's kind of talking their language and giving them a chance to wrestle with some internal stuff, not just more external stuff. In a perfect world, what would you like to see this become in a year from now? I would love to start having uh, these academy uh, groups in schools. I'd like it to be embedded into the curriculum in some way. Luke is going to help us do that. We'd like to work with student leaders at schools to begin these conversations, these sort of inside-out conversations in schools, um, and educators to participate with us to teach us what they know. So um, 
bringing again students, teachers, and parents together for important conversations where we all learn from each other would be really exciting. I'd love to do a podcast about this. Luke, what else? (laughs) And she will. (laughs) Go ahead. What comes up for me is just how much, how much uh, anxiety and overwhelm youth express. And so what I would love is to just get as many young people as possible saying that, that thanks to the impact that we've had in whatever way it is, they are feeling a sense of relief. They're feeling like they can exhale and there's some calm that's kind of like showing up inside them finally. Like I am starting to feel like it's okay to be exactly who and where I am. That would be awesome. The more, the better. I love that. I just love the idea of taking the pressure off, not just of teens, but of parents as well. This idea of what success is, this academic success, at what cost and for what? Um, I think our system is broken And I would like to help it heal a little bit. How can we reach out to the parents, Erica? How do you think we can reach out to the parents? And and what do you need from us, from like the public to to do? How can we connect to those parents and get them to learn this message other than shows like this, of course? I don't know. Like this is what we have to sit down and bring together some really fantastic thought leaders. And um, what we're going to do is something called a swarm where we invite people who have perhaps a toe in this world in some capacity and start building um, a community of thought leaders. And hopefully that reach will grow. And we've had so many people who have been knocking on our virtual doors already and saying, how can I help? Like yourself, Judy. So uh, it's, we think that we just, we just incorporated two months ago. And we've already done so much. So we have great excitement for the future. That's so wonderful. How can teens get involved in this exciting program? What can they do? If there are young people out there listening to this, and it's sounding like like we've, we've said, there's been lots of ways to express it, but it sounds like this might just be a way to, to release a little bit and to feel a sense, you know, to, to sort of take some control of what currently feels a bit out of control. I mean, we just want you to reach out to us. So the easiest way to reach our team is, is drop an email and we'll take it from there. It's hello at IOI.live. So IOI is Inside Out Initiative. Hello at IOI.live. And we will be back to you very quickly. And there are ways to become involved as participants. There's ways to become involved as um, leaders and mentors. Um, in other words, if there's work that, that young people really feel they need and support that they need, we're here to do that. And if, and if, and if people out there have sort of done that and have turned a corner, then we want you to help, you know, others do the same. That's awesome. Luke, I know you've become a certified coach. And as you know, I'm also a life coach who loves to yeah. coach people around purpose and passion. How can teens reach out to you for guidance and direction and coaching all around this great stuff? Well, thank you. I mean, they can, they can find me, uh, Luke, at IOI.live. That's the easiest way. That's great because it you have to start somewhere, right, guys? It's like you guys had this great idea. You didn't waste any time. You made it happen with Erica L. M. at the helm. That often happens, and and it's sometimes just you know taking a baby step and starting. You just have to make, take totally. that first step, and and it's amazing what can that what can you know erupt and grow and evolve, and it's the coolest. What's coming up next for the Inside Out Initiative? We don't even know. <laughs> I mean, there are we have so many things. <laughs> 
literally, we have a list of 10, we met yesterday, we have a list of 10 things that we want to work on, but we don't know which one we're going to do first. I think our number one thing is, is to get funding, to find sponsors who would like to invest in the future of kids and work and education who will partner with us. And that's, mm-hmm. that's key in order for us to grow. We need, um, we need dollars behind us. So I think that would be a top priority and to get our, uh, schools and, uh, get connected in the schools even more and, um, build the curriculum for them. We've also just to add to that too, we've got now a fleet of students and, um, and participants like supporters and speakers and presenters um, who were a part of this first event. It was unbelievable how many people just showed up um, in the weeks leading up to it to play various roles. And, uh, and we want to tap into that community and, and do as much as we can with and, and for them. Do you have a face group book, book group or a place where people can go or a website? Like where do people go to congregate and hear more about this? You can find us at academy.global on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, or you can find me and I, of course, will point you in the right direction. And that, that's basically Erica M. everywhere. What is bliss these days for Erica M.? I know I asked you the last time you were on the program, but a lot has happened since then. You know what? I love to evolve and reinvent. It seems like education is pulling me these days. I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, I'm open to obviously the universe who knows what's going to knock on my virtual door, but, um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have Luke and Heidi and Israel in my life. And together, I think we're going to do some really important things. That's so fantastic. Well, I'm so excited for you both. Uh, Luke Coles, what is bliss for you? (laughs) Um, helping young people feel better about who they are. Mm, I love that. Wow. Hmm. That's so powerful in its simplicity, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that. That's that's the goal. I love that. What is the best way, again, for people to contact you both and connect with you on social media to get involved? Luke, best way for people to connect with you is? Is, is just by email, luke at ioi.live. Perfect. And Erica, what's the best way on all social media for people to get involved with you? Just search Erica M., on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, (laughs) on Twitter, and you'll find me. Awesome. Awesome. That's so fantastic. I want to thank you both so much, Eric M for being back on the show today and Luke Coles. It was a pleasure to have you both and really kudos kudos to both of you and to your team, your dream team for making such a great difference in the world. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Thank you so much. We're going to go on a short commercial break, more with Finding Your Bliss, and our next guest singer, Mia Barron, when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. 
Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're now joined by the very talented singer-songwriter Mia Barron. As I mentioned, she's a 13-year-old emerging Toronto artist who has already started making waves in the Toronto music scene. And she started her music pursuit a few years ago by recording covers of her favorite songs and posting them on social media. And in 2019, and I think I was there for this, uh, Mia was honored to perform at Kerner Hall, along with other notable artists in a concert benefiting cancer research. This past year, Mia has been working on and releasing her original songs, and she recently released her third single, Runaway, and is looking forward to releasing her fourth single, Caught, in November 2021. That's fantastic. Followed by many more songs in the future. Mia, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. I have to congratulate you, Mia, on all of this exciting new music. Like you're only 13 years old. You have four songs out there from your debut single, Hide and Seek, to the single that we're going to hear today, Runaway. And I know this all began, you discovered your passion for singing when you were in your school choir about four years ago. That's a lot to accomplish since you realized it. You're amazing. Can you tell us what happened in that school choir that made you know singing was going to be a big part of your life? Uh, basically, I joined the choir and we did a bunch of performances at like different synagogues because I was at a Jewish private school. And then my mom's friend, she said there's a singing competition. There was a bunch of girls in my class that auditioned too. When I auditioned, we all got in and we performed. I met a girl and that's how I got my first vocal coach. Then from then I started doing um, more competitions after that. And I started finding new people like Marla Joy from Talent Nation. And then I started finding Matt and Quinn and recording songs with them and releasing these songs. Let's talk about Marla Joy because I'm a huge fan, not only of her singing, but her vocal coaching as well. And she really nurtures her, um, her special singers, like her sort of gifted, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to get into Marla Joy. She's one of the top vocal coaches in town. What is it like working with her and how she helps you really take this to another level? Marla's amazing. She really helps me. She helps me if I can't hit a note. She gives me advice for everything. She's just a great person. Absolutely. She, she's so fantastic. So how did this evolve, Mia, from doing something that you love that could have just been sort of a hobby or a part-time thing to really making the decision to pursue a professional career in the music industry? Well, I guess I just started and then Maybe it was just like for fun. And, but then I started loving it and I started doing more performances and it just got from then, I just, it just got serious. That's so cool. What was the first song? What was, so the, I have a, an aunt that always asks me, tell, ask your guests to tell the listeners how this all happened. In other words, it, it's not just like magically you recorded four songs, you went to Nashville, whatever you did. And I, I'd love to hear what you did. 
But how did that first song happen? What did you have to do as an artist to be in the perfect shape? Like I'm even talking about the original song, Hide and Seek. What happened to create that song? Where did you, you know, how was it recorded? Like what was the trajectory that happened to go from just loving it, doing it in competitions to really, you know, um, putting out a single that's been, that's been a huge hit? Well, for Marla and Matt and Quinn, I wrote a song with two other people. So my first song, I never released it. I don't know. <laughs> There's always a few of those, right? <laughs> At the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but Matt and Quinn, they are just really good. It's songs I can connect to and like a vibe. That's so amazing. So what was involved? Like, did you go to a recording studio? How did, how did it all evolve from just an idea in your head to actually doing it? Like writing my first song. Yeah. Well, my first vocal coach, we were thinking of buying a song, but that was like three years ago. But then I wanted to write a song. So then she found this guy and we wrote a song about an experience that just happened to me. But we never released it because we waited a little and then I thought it was just cheesy and I didn't want to release it. <laughs> so this song that you've just uh, released, Runaway, what was the inspiration behind this song? Because it's a very emotional song. Um, it's about wanting to run away from like all the stress and all the stuff, you know, staying at home from Corona, having to do school and stuff. You just want to run away and watch everything instead of being stressed, just relax and run away. That's so amazing. <laughs> So you, you wrote the song and then what happened? How did it go from just this idea in your head that was obviously very beautiful, but into actually becoming a song? Well, every time I write with Matt and Quinn, we come with ideas and they help me form it into a song. I always have different ideas. That's really, really cool. That's great. That's so good as a songwriter to always have ideas and have things percolating. And that's amazing. How would you describe your musical style? Well, my musical style is very pop alternative or indie whatever you want to call it do you have musical influences like are there people that have really influenced you both past and present like people that you grew up listening to and people that you love listening to now well everyone probably knows i'm a big fan of madison beer when i was little and still now i'm still a fan of ariana grande i'm a fan of the weekend harry styles i just love their songs well i'd love to hear a little something from the song Runaway, something that you were thinking about and just to sort of set up the song for us. Well, it's about, well, the first lyric is, or one of the first lyrics, it was like, was a homesick kid. Now I'm sick of being stuck alone. So I used to always be sick of home and stuff, which I still am. But now <laughs> I don't want to be alone and run away and watch the world go. I just want to run away and watch and go away from the stress. It's basically just to not be stressed anymore and just to relax and run away. I, I think that we all feel that way. So I think this is going to, a lot of people are going to relate to this because in this last year and a half of the pandemic, I think we've all wanted to run away, right? To an island or anywhere just to get away from homeschooling, which actually one of our guests, Erica M, calls COVID schooling. It's not even, right? And, and just being sort of cooped up, you just want to be free. So I think this song can really relate to a lot of people. So let's have a listen to Mia Barron and her original Runaway. Do you ever feel like you're losing your self-control 
Was a homesick kid and I'm sick of being stuck alone Room is empty Head is cloudy Always doubting Where I'm supposed to be Overthinking Thoughts are drifting My tunnel vision Crystal clear I keep wishing For somewhat distant Wanna disappear Run away and watch the world go Grass is greener when I can't have it Can't move past it So I daydream Overthinking Thoughts are drifting My tunnel vision Crystal clear I keep wishing For somewhere distant Wanna disappear Run away and watch the world go Oh my God, that was so beautiful, Mia. Your Thank voice you. is absolutely gorgeous. Wow. <laughs> what do you feel when you listen to that song? I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but do you still go, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote and recorded that song? Yeah, because it's weird how I always <laughs> dreamt of like being on the radio and like, making my own songs like Ariana Grande, Madison Beer, The Weekend, and now I hear myself singing. <laughs> You're really something, and I tell you, when this airs, I would suucest getting in a car, you can't drive it yet because you're only 13, but go in a car with your mom or your dad and just open the windows and drive and listen to yourself on the radio. You know, that's, what, that's what's going to be happening. That's so great. Do you have any advice for aspiring singer-songwriters, maybe your age, on how to break into the music industry, or at any age, somebody who might be 50 or 60 or 70 or 40 or 30 that's listening to this and wants to, wants to create music and write music and, and sing music? What advice do you have for them? Um, honestly, get a vocal coach if you want or go watch YouTube videos, practice every day. Um, write songs if you have a piano or not. Um, always write down your ideas. Do covers at home and make them your own. Slowly you can 
start like performing when it's not Corona. Um, <laughs> and record in the studio and find some people to record songs with. Like it takes time. I have to tell you, that's excellent advice. And that's great advice from someone who's really done the work. And you can see it, that you've done the work. You can't just sort of wish for something. You've got to do the hard work that goes along with it. And I know you've done it. And I have to congratulate you and say, uh, please come back when your next single is released. We'd love to have you back again. You're a delightful uh, young young girl. And uh young kid. I don't know what to call you, but you're a fabulous <laughs> artist. Let's call you that. You're a fabulous emerging artist. And, and really, I wish you the best of luck. And I think you're going to go very far. So great to have you here. Thank you. What is, I'm supposed to ask you this question. I ask everybody this question on the show. So I'm going to ask, I think I know the answer though, in your case, what is bliss for Mia Barron? Um, Netflix. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, being with friends and going to the studio and writing more songs, writing a lot of songs makes me really happy because it's like accomplishment and that makes me happy or blissful. <laughs> what does your family say about you? I'm thinking about family members seeing the, what you, what you're accomplishing, like your, your family. And I don't know if you have any grandparents just watching you do this what has been their reaction to all of this yeah they really support me they take me to all the places they pay for everything they support me with everything they let me do whatever with music that's so great and it's interesting because we just had erica m on the program all about teens and how important it is to do your bliss to do your passion and your purpose so i think you're following your bliss and you're following your passion and, and doing great stuff. So I have to thank you so much for being here today. We're so delighted to have you. And what is the best way for people to follow you on social media and, um, and listen to your music? Uh, my Instagram is underscore Mia Barron. My YouTube is Mia Barron. My Spotify, Apple Music, Mia Barron. <laughs> and Barron is B-A-R-O-N. Yeah. One R. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Mia. We loved having you. Thank you for having me. Best of luck. Each week, we spotlight a singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. If you're a singer, please write to us at musicfindingyourbliss.com. And if you're an author, artist, writer, or anyone who has found and is following their bliss, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at fyb at findingyourbliss.com. I'm also a life coach, and I can, if I can help you in any way, let me know. You can reach out and contact me at findingyourbliss.com slash coaching. And of course, you can always follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. We're going to go on a short commercial break, more with Finding Your Bliss, when we come back. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. 
We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram or Facebook at The Bliss Minute, you've probably read that I recently had an accident and really damaged my left hand, needed some surgery, and I've been having some complications and a bit of a tough recovery. And I thought after all of this, what Oprah says is so true in that great difficulty and setbacks and disappointments often comes some great things uh, like gratitude, um, some wonderful opportunities to just rethink and recharge and all that sort of stuff. So for instance, we had a recent guest, the very talented singer-songwriter Ezra Jordan, who just wrote a beautiful article for our online magazine, which you can read at findingyourbliss.com. And he talked about the difficulty he encountered at the beginning of the pandemic. And from that sort of dark period, he moved into probably one of the most creative periods of his life and probably his greatest work to date. So really finding the light through the darkness. So I encourage you definitely to check out that article from Ezra Jordan and his incredible new EP. And um, the article can be found at findingyourbliss.com slash posts. You can also search up his podcast um, of our show that we did, uh, his episode of Finding Your Bliss. So a lot of people have asked me, so how do you go from despair or a great setback or disappointment to a place where you're able to begin again or maybe start anew? And one of the things that I know really works is gratitude. It could have been worse. So in my case, it was my left hand, not my right hand. The next thing is surrendering, just accepting the situation for what it is and looking at it squarely in the face. And then another great tip is just to ask yourself, what is really bringing you joy these days? It could be the smallest of things, but what is bringing you happiness and what could potentially bring you more joy? And finding even one thing, like what is that one thing? And then start trying to make a list every day of maybe three things that are bringing you happiness and bliss. And again, it can be the smallest of things. So a smile, a lovely phone call or text, a great cup of morning coffee. Also, just remember to practice self-care. You've had a major disappointment or setback, loss or heartbreak, and it's not going to get better right away. So take the time for self-care. Take the time to look after yourself. You've been through a lot, so be kind to yourself. And I also always suggest to people as a coach that it's great to start seeing where the energy is around something that you used to love to do or just something you've always wanted to do and haven't done yet. And just start thinking about that. Start writing about it and just making notes about it, dreaming about it, daydreaming about it. That's a lovely place to start. And if you're working on this new thing or an old thing, try to lose your perfectionism around it. Just be easy on yourself and focus on putting in your best effort and seeing whatever project you want to do through to completion. Make sure to accept support from friends and loved ones, which we don't always do. I'm guilty of this myself. And also know that sometimes you just can't do that much, but you might have to just be for a while. And that's okay too. And be aware of where those little flickers of excitement or joy or happiness are coming from and just bring more of them into your life. And finally, just know that this too shall pass. 
In Bliss News, I have to tell you, there's so many people, friends and family who've really touched my heart in the last couple of weeks, and even people I don't know that well. One of those people is Ruth Vallis, who's a former guest on this show, and she wrote the beautiful memoir, Love is Blind, and she's just reached out with such beautiful words of kindness and wisdom that are so appreciated. And just the other day, I couldn't find some of my favorite recipes from Chef Carolyn Tanner Cohn of the renowned Delicious Dish Cooking School, and she was just beyond lovely. And of course, you'll remember her as well as a wonderful guest on this program and as a regular on the show, The Tonic, also on Zuma Radio. And she just made me feel better because good food really is one of the greatest blisses of all. So thanks, Carolyn Cohen, for being so sweet and for the wonderful recipes. I also wanted to tell you that on Monday, October 4th, is the last one of Carolyn's weeknight in a hurry classes but the series is coming back this november again so up your weekend game with these delicious family favorites that will get you from the workday to the table in a flash and on october 4th the menu is so fantastic it's greek on the go part two and the menu is chicken souvlaki with pita and tzatziki it can also be made a vegetarian and a greek couscous salad yum Also, Carolyn does really cool corporate holiday virtual cooking parties. So this is a great way to bring your team together for a fun, interactive social or team building activity. The menu is custom made and caters to all of your dietary requirements. And to learn more about all this and Carolyn's cooking school, just go to deliciousdish.ca. And last but not least, one of my best friends, Mary Lawless, drove for over an hour at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning to accompany me to my appointment at the hospital. And when I said, I can't let you do this, it's your birthday, she said, it's my birthday, I get to choose. Love you, Mary, and thank you. And finally, we have a fabulous giveaway going on right now, courtesy of influencer Jennifer Jordan. That's G-E-N-N-I-F-E-R Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, where one lucky winner will have the chance to win a personalized Squishmallow. Squishmallow plush toys are just so trending right now. They are amazing. They've grown into an international phenomenon with more than 1,000 Squishmallows plush characters to collect. Fans can build a squad that reflects their interests, passions, hobbies, aspirations, emotions, or even their name. Every Squishmallow plush character has its own unique name and storyline. They're kind of like, I think, what Cabbage Patch Kids used to be (laughs) many years ago. What I personally love about the Squishmallows is that they are so comforting. If you just need that extra hug, you can hug your Squishmallow. They're so cute. Also, Jennifer is personalizing the winner's Squishmallow with their own name right on it. The value of the prize is $56. And for all of the contest details, just go to Instagram and check my post at The Bliss Minute. And all you have to do is like the post, tag two friends, and follow at Jennifer Jordan. I'll spell that again. It's Jennifer with a G and Jordan is J-O-R-D-A-N. And at the Bliss Minute, the contest closes Tuesday, October 5th, 2021 at 6 p.m. Good luck to everyone. I would like to thank all of my guests, Erica M., Luke Coles, and Mia Barron for being on the show today. Also, thank you to Jennifer Jordan for partnering with us for the Finding Your Bliss giveaway this week. And thank you to Meg Ruffman, producer Siobhan Kiley, senior editor Haley Allegia, intern Lauren Kaminsky, and audio producer Faz Kazi. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center, and to everyone here at Zoomer. This show has been recorded by Squadcast. As always, we're going to close out the show today with a short meditation, and this one is called the Loving Kindness Meditation. And here it is. 
I also wanted to let you all know that some of our meditations are now posted on the Insight Timer app, which you can get online or on your phone. And all of my meditations are there under Judy Liebrach and The Bliss Minute. So begin by lying back, recline or sit upright with feet parted, palms up, eyes gently closed. And just begin by taking in a nice, deep, cleansing breath and exhale slowly and evenly. And just one more beautiful, deep breath, inhaling in through the nose and out through the nose or mouth. Thanking yourself for giving yourself this time and space to breathe and to practice. Remembering that within you, there is a stillness and a sanctuary to which you can retreat to at any time and be yourself. Focus on your breath now in the center of your chest, the heart space or heart chakra, watching the in and out flow of the breath from that place and visualize in your heart an image of yourself or just repeat your name and hold yourself in your heart as a mother would hold a young child gently and tenderly and then silently repeat may I be well may I be happy may I be filled with loving kindness and stay with this for a few moments and once again breathe in loving kindness breathe out any tension wish yourself wellness happiness and peace And now expand your love further by bringing into your heart your loved ones. Visualize each one in your heart. Or think of one person right now that you love so much and repeat their name. And silently repeat, May you be well. May you be happy. May you be filled with loving kindness. Wish them happiness and joy. And release the hold on any difficulties there may have been between you and see how deeply connected you are to each other. And stay with this for a few moments too. And now reach out with love and acceptance towards someone where there is conflict, a relative, friend, or colleague. Bring this person into your heart and expand your loving kindness to them. Silently repeat, may you be well, may you be happy, may you be filled with loving kindness. Breathe in love, and breathe out any tension and now expand your loving kindness towards all beings and slowly your love radiates reaching out to all beings in all directions wherever they may be may all beings be well may all beings be happy may all beings be filled with loving kindness feel love radiating throughout your whole being and know that as much love as you give to others so more will fill you. Just as a candle flame can light a thousand others without losing its own light, so your love can reach out to all beings and you will always be love, pure love. The love knows no barriers and no limitations. As you slowly come out of this meditation, feel that love fill you with joy and bring a smile to you and pray that all beings live in peace and joy. Slowly open your eyes, wiggle your fingers and toes, stretch your arms overhead, 
and stretch your legs. And when you're ready, roll over. If you're seated or lying down, roll over onto one side and curl up in the fetal position. And thank yourself for giving yourself this gift of love and kindness to yourself and to others. Set peace of mind as your highest goal and organize your life around it. For everyone here, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.